So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having a fantastic day. And um, I I don't usually do shameless plugs, but I do want to ask. I know a bunch of you have started listening. A bunch of you are messaging us, commenting on the episodes, just talking about how they've been helping you. And for starters, you have no idea how happy that makes me. I'm so glad to hear. Um, would you be willing to leave a rating or review? I'm just I'm just asking straight up. Uh, this is just such a good way for us to get the word out. You know, we really believe in what we're doing here. We believe that men need valuable content now than ever before. And I think if you are willing to leave a rating or review, it's just gonna let other people know what kind of content they can expect. That's I'm not looking for a million reviews. I, we don't have to climb the charts necessarily. That would be fun, and maybe it'll happen someday. But I just want the people out there who need this podcast to be able to find it. And the way I do that, I can't actually do that on my own, uh, but you can help me do that by leaving a rating or review. So if you've been blessed, encouraged, if this has added some kind of value to your life, that would mean the world to me. Now, today, uh, we're talking about how to be decisive. And, you know, this is not like... Um, how do I say this? It's not like I'm the expert, guys, and here's my five you know, expert tips that I've been doing since I was three years old that you should all be doing now. This is like I have learned over time how to become more decisive, and I can truly say that decisiveness has made my life a lot better. Um, I did not realize how much indecision was hampering my life and, and creating unnecessary stress. And so what I want to do today is just talk a little bit about why decisiveness is valuable, some practical ways to be decisive, um, and especially to overcome some of those fears of missing out, making a mistake, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then um, I'm going to use some personal examples. We've made some big decisions lately, my wife and I, especially in the last, I don't know, year, two years. And... Yeah, we've we've gone about them very differently than I would have historically because I've become more decisive. And um, yeah, I think I think you'll you'll find some value in that. Um, let me just start by saying being decisive is really difficult, and the reason it's difficult is because in today's day and age we have never been confronted with more options. It's very easy to be decisive when there aren't any options, right? If you go to a restaurant and there's only one item on the menu, you don't have any panic or anxiety about what you're going to get for lunch you're gonna order the one thing on the menu. Now, hopefully it's something you like. Obviously, I realize there's other elements here, but as far as the decision-making process goes itself, it is easiest when there's only one option because the decision is essentially made for you. In fact, I have actually shared on this podcast episode before how I believe it was a world-class handball player suffered a major injury, lost his predominant hand, and basically lost his career. That's what everybody said or, or thought was going to happen. This guy was a world champion. And he retrained himself to play the same sport with his other hand. And I think it's handball. I actually don't know the sport of handball at all. But you could go back and forth. But everybody obviously has a dominant hand. But you know, you can you go between your left and your right 
as it's needed, I believe. If, if it wasn't handball, it was another sport like that where you would switch back and forth. And anyway, this guy retrained, he reprogrammed his brain and body to function with the one hand and he became a world champion again. And in the interview, like somebody had asked, hey, you, you have every disadvantage in the world. You know, how, what, how do you explain this kind of not just being able to recover and play at a competitive level, but to be a world champion again with one hand? And he said, oh, it's easy. It's options. He's like, all of my opponents have two options. I only have one. See, his, his mind is already made up. And because it's made up, it means he doesn't have to exert an ounce of energy, mentally, physically, or otherwise, to decide which hand he's going to use to hit. Now, of course, in a, in a competitive sport, these decisions are happening instantaneously. But it goes without saying, when the decision is made, when your mind is already made up, you're not distracted. You're, you're not confronted with alternative options. And this is the power of good decision-making. Now, we've all made decisions in our lives that we have regretted or that we have spent way too much time thinking about afterwards, thinking, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. If I would have done this, then X, Y, Z would have happened, which by the way, I've completely eliminated from my psyche. I do not think of, oh, if I would have done that, you know, like with financial investments, with business decisions, with whatever else, I have eliminated that from my vernacular because it's completely futile. Um, yeah, that's probably, I'm probably putting the cart before the horse a bit here. But the point is, um, you and I benefit tremendously from making good decisions. Now, the reason we're talking about decision-making in the context of porn addiction recovery is because watching porn is a bad decision. Yes, that's not really what I'm after. But the reality is when you get to those moments where you are tempted, where you have an urge, where you're like, oh, I can feel it kind of nipping at me. Am I going to go and watch something? Am I going to give in or am I going to just kind of carry on? When you're in those moments, right? We, we think, okay, I need to start making better decisions so that when I'm tempted, I can resist it. You know, I can fight the enemy or I can fight the power. I can resist the urge and stay in control. But the reality is, guys, listen carefully. There were myriad decisions that led you to that moment. Myriad. Tons of decisions that led you to that place. And so I think on, on a first level, you being a better decision maker and being decisive in your decisions is really going to allow you to just be set up for, for better success. Sometimes we know there's things we shouldn't do. We know we shouldn't be on our phone late at night, but we still choose to anyway. So there could be a, a bit of a decision making thing there that needs to get refined. It needs to get tightened up a little bit, tightened up. Um, the other element is what I was mentioning earlier, which is that when you make good decisions, you get your energy back. You can actually concentrate your mental energy on other things. If you if you are second guessing yourself or doubting something or or you you go into something not fully convinced or not fully sure, the problem is that in the back of your head you are going to be constantly wondering, was this worth it? Did I do the right thing? And when something goes wrong or not according to plan or you encounter any degree of resistance, all of those doubts, all of that indecision is going to rise to the surface and the thing that you have settled on, you're now going to go back and forth and hum and ha and oh, maybe, maybe this was a mistake, maybe I should have never done this, whatever, whatever. So what we want to do is we want to become good decision makers. 
Now, this doesn't mean that we always make the right decision. What it means is that we make decisions we are willing to stand by and willing to endure the consequences if they turn out to be poor decisions. So let me give you an example. My wife and I just lived in Jamaica for the last six months. That probably sounds super glamorous to all of you guys, but for my wife, it's a great deal. She grew up in Jamaica. Her family's there. She loves the culture. She loves the food. So it's a good deal for her. For me, I have to uproot my whole life. I'm leaving behind my parents. I'm leaving behind my family, uh, or sorry, my, um, my friends, uh, obviously my siblings uh, who you know were recently married when we moved, uh, leaving behind a, a life that I know here to live in a new country. And you know there are worse places to live than Jamaica, don't get me wrong, but a big decision. And we made that decision to move over the course of about three days. This was not something we labored about. We didn't pray about it and wait to get a sign from the Lord. We, um, we had the thought, we explored it, we looked into flights, we thought, okay, what could we do with our house? And, you know, there's a rental market for it, so okay, we can rent it out. And boom, the wheels were in motion. Not a long time. Now, um, let me contrast that with uh, Sathya 10 years ago. Um, I had applied for uh, a few different university programs, and um, I, I was very high achieving academically, so I got into everything I applied for. And, um, and I was basically confronted with a decision, right? Because, of course, options force you to make a decision. And you think, oh, again, sounds glamorous, right? Like, oh, wow, Sathya, you got into all these programs. You know, I got into one program that was like, they, they only accepted like 0.1% of applicants or something like that. It was something ridiculous. And, um, and you know, very prestigious program at a great university. And... That decision-making process took me months. I mean, we went to the universities. We talked to the professors. We did the, the campus tours, you know, did research online and got on forums and, you know, um, average salaries out of, uh, for undergrads, you know, out of these programs. And I mean, just did all the research in the world, made the decision, and, and that first year still wondered if it was the right thing. Still wondered. Now, the reason I wondered is because I thought I had to be perfect. And um, I want to identify three things that often stop us from making good decisions. Three things you've probably encountered at some point. Um, the fear of making the wrong choice. This is very prominent in Christian circles especially. We, For some reason, we've bought into this belief that God has right and wrong things for our life. We don't get any choice in the matter. It's just all, you know, it's just he, he carved a perfect path that is, you know, down to every single detail. We have no say, and it's right or wrong. And so we make de- we make decisions, and we say, "Oh, I hope it's the right thing." You know, I hope I'm doing the right thing. Um, that's a terrible way to live. That fear of failure or wrong choice will cripple you. It will stop you from making decisions you need to make, and it will stop you from enjoying the decisions that you do make. So the one the one thing you want to confront for sure is this fear of failure and wrong choice. You will make wrong choices. You will make wrong decisions, period. You just get to live with them, grow from them, and move on. You know, I have survived every single wrong decision I've made so far. Guess what? You have too. It's okay. You can handle a wrong decision. It's not the end of the world. Now, if you're like, oh, easy for you to say, but really, like for you, this is actually a very panic-inducing thing. That is conditioning of your central nervous system around the fear of wrong choices. In other words, you can decondition it as well. 
but you have to start making decisions and you have to start sticking by them. Now, the second reason that we don't make decisions is a fear of disconnection, rejection, or abandonment. It is the fear of if I do this, it could hurt somebody's feelings, it could cause a negative response in somebody else, and then they might pull back. They might think of me differently. They might, whatever it might be, you can fill in your blank. So that, that can keep a lot of people, a lot of people back. And then the, the last thing is the fear of missing out, right? And so we fear, oh, like, you know, for me, it was like, oh, all, a bunch of my friends are going to, um, you know, bigger universities because I, I, I decided to stay with the lo- local university, probably the least prestigious university of the four options I had. And um, a bunch of them, a bunch of my, my friends were going to Toronto and it's like, oh, what am I, am I missing out on something? These guys are all going to become great friends. What's going to happen to me? Um, you know, I'm going to have to make new friends or I still had a couple of friends here, but you know, it was just that back and forth, that fear of missing out. And these things, uh, you know, the fear of failure, the fear of disconnection and the fear of missing out, they will not only stop you from making good decisions, but they will impede your ability to actually enjoy a decision once you've made it. And I see this happen in my clients all the time. I see this happen in, uh, my wife is notorious for this. She'll be the first one to admit it. But being decisive goes a really long way, guys. I'm telling you, it frees up energy. It's going to bring clarity in your life. It brings simplicity and it allows you to love yourself more. Yes, when you make good decisions or even when you just make decisions, period, and you choose to be decisive, your confidence increases. You begin to value yourself more and you start to realize, hey, if these things go south, like if I make a bad decision, I can handle it. It's not the end of the world. So here are my my tips for how to be decisive, okay? I'm just going to rapid fire through these. Number one, do it. <laughs> you know, like, don't don't go journal why, why you have these fears and, and try to understand it and like Quentin Tarantino this thing apart. Just go do it. Go make a decision. It's going to terrify you. You're going you're gonna to probably feel really concerned. Just do it. Start small. Go, go to a restaurant, all right? Find the first thing that you like on that menu and order it. Don't look at the other things. Just order order it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be the perfect choice. There's no right or wrong choice anyway. There's no ramifications for a, a, a bad a bad choice or not as good of a choice. And you'll learn for the next time. If for whatever reason, there turns out to be something better. Go to a menu, find the first thing you like, order it, close the menu. Don't ask any more questions. Okay. Number one, start doing it. Start small, but start doing it. Number two, don't, don't give yourself a chance to ask what if. Don't evaluate how things could have gone differently if you would have made a different decision. A futile exercise. It's going to keep you looking at your past and it's going to stop you from enjoying the decision you made. Okay. Number three, number three, own the decision. Don't be shy about it. So I've done this before. Like I've made this mistake before where it's like I make a decision and then I'm kind of scared to tell people I did what I did. So I'm a little bit like, yeah, yeah, I think, I think this is what we're doing. You're moving to Jamaica. Are you crazy? Kingston? Bro, do you know how dangerous Kingston is? Uh, yeah, yeah, I know it's kind of, I know, I know, I know not everybody would do it and da, da, da. You know, I've done that before. But, um, but I kind of just got to a place where it's like, yeah, Kingston is dangerous. But there's actually lots of safe areas. We have local family there who are going to help us find them. We're going to be fine. Oh, okay. You know, people respond differently when they can see you're confident. So just own it. Don't apologize for it. 
And probably the most important one is learn from your decisions. Don't learn from the decisions you would have made. Learn from the decisions you did make. Those are going to be the best teachers because here's the reality. You don't know what actually would have happened if you would have made those hypothetical decisions. You have no idea. The only data you can work with that is actually reliable is the decisions that you have actually made. So use those, work with those. Those are the decisions or that's the data rather that is going to allow you to make better decision after better decision. Being decisive takes time. That's the reality. But you and I are called to be decisive. We're not called to question and second guess and doubt and be anxious over these things. It's absolutely ridiculous. And so for me in my own life, I have just learned being decisive goes a long way. Uh, my, my wife and I, I'll use one last story here and I'll wrap it up. Uh, my wife and I um, uh, were driving somebody else's car before we went to Jamaica because our car had been totaled a couple months prior and we didn't want to buy a new car and then park it for six months. And so we used a friend's car and we uh, went to Jamaica. And when we came back, we had no vehicle. So we had to buy something. And um, when you don't have a vehicle, you, you're Ubering around or, you know, we had a friend lend us their vehicle for a, a day or two. And so we're doing some test driving. And I just kind of realized like in the past, um, even with buying a vehicle, it's not, not the first car I bought, I would just do so much research, you know, and I would, um, I, I think the research part is actually pretty good. I'm not against that. But then I would, I would fear that, you know, what if there's a better deal out there, right? Like what if I'm missing out on something better? Uh, what if this is the wrong choice? What if the car breaks down? Um, you know, and like, uh, I just, the classic things that we go through when we make some of these bigger decisions. And I just realized I had to kind of alter my approach. So instead I set a list of here are a few things I need in the car. If it has that, we're going to consider it until we find something wrong. It's a go. So we test drove the first vehicle. It was nice. Um, I wasn't convinced it was missing one or two things that are just small features like a reverse cam that I'm like, hey, right now, not a big deal whether you have it or not, but we want to have we want to have our car for at least five years probably. And five years from now, I think it will become more important when we start having kids and you know, whatever, whatever. Just thinking through some of those things. So it's like, okay, this car's great, um, but it's not it's not the one. Because this for me is like very important. The next car we test drove had everything we wanted and a little bit more. It was in great condition, took it to our mechanic, he checked it out, da-da-da-da. Boom, done. Made the deal that day. Test drove two vehicles and we made a decision on the spot with the second one. And you know what? Since doing that, I'm so glad I made that decision. I love that car. It has treated us very well so far. And you know what? It's not like, like I know at some point it's going to need some repairs. I can't imagine. I can't imagine going back and saying, oh, what if we would have bought the other one? I made my decision, I stand by it, and now I'm going to deal with whatever comes with it. And it is a beautiful place to be. We have saved ourselves so much energy, so much time. And again, I'm, this is not like, I'm not saying be hasty, um, but just know what you want. And when you see it, go for it. Okay, know what you need. And when you see it, ask of it. You know, just know what you want and do it and own those decisions. And you're going to watch your confidence skyrocket. You're going to have more mental energy to focus on things that are more important to you. And you're going to see that your worst fears are almost never realized. They almost never come to pass. So that's everything for today, guys. And what happens when you start to make really good decisions is you start to set yourself up for success. And those decisions start to compound one after another after another. 
So I want to thank you guys so much for listening. I wish you an incredible day full of good decisions. Start today. Like I said, go do something. Go to a restaurant, pick something on the menu or, you know, gas. Don't hunt gas prices right now. Just go pick a gas station, fill up there, move on with your day. Whatever it might be, um, find something small, make a decision. You'll be glad you did. Much love to you guys. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast, and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.